Brian Breaker. Your little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, hour Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah Hello, hello Hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound It is episode 344 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour I, of course, am Brian Breaker And I am being joined, as always by Big Underscore Bane. What's going I, on, man? You know, uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. 344, lot. man. We're almost at yeah. 350. What yeah. the hell? We are moving right along. We are almost a full year of Power Hour episodes. Yes, uh, if they were measured in days. Yes. That is correct. Yes. Was it, what would it be like 365 and one quarter episodes? Yeah. Are there, is there a one quarter of a day somewhere? Yeah, that's why, they, that's why we have Leap Year. True that. Yep. True that. It's... Uh, they say, like, I guess the full rotation around is like 365 and one quarter day. Which okay. I'm like, how the hell do they figure the one quarter day? What would that be, like six right. hours or right. something like that? Well, why uh, not just have the last day of the year be an extra six hours? That, boy, that'd be, that would be really confusing on clocks, though. F yeah, it would be. <laughs> Everybody pause your clocks for six hours. Well, then, like, some people do daylight savings time. Some people don't. I hate daylight savings time. It's just so, let me fall back, and that'd be the end of it. Yeah, it's it's super weird. Or um, just let me fall back like twice a year. Spring forward, fall back, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you want know sucks? So because I do, um, I do shift work. So if it lands on your shift, ooh, yeah, you get an extra hour of work. You do. Do you, you better get paid for you it? You do. Though. Okay. You do. You, you do. <laughs> but still, like, you know how much that would suck? Like four o'clock. All right, almost time to go home. Yep. Nope. Still four o'clock. Now it's three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it actually happens at two. So it'd be like it hit one fifty nine, one o'clock. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It yeah. sucks. It's a it's a it's a shitty deal for sure. Um, Brad Chad's our guest again this Hell week. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, super cool guy. Always fun to talk to. Excited to dive into part two. We got a lot of wrestling talk this week, man. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk. We're gonna talk some chalk line. It's gonna be a good episode, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we should we reveal the little little secret? Yeah, why not lie about it? You know, or, or why not tell the truth instead of lying about it? I, I think telling you know? the truth is better. Um, I like Bill Venus. He's a nice guy. We said we weren't going to lie about oh, it. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. He still sucks. <laughs> uh, so I have to work early in the morning. Yeah. And you're going out of town. So we kind of got in, forced into a podcast day, right? And this happens sometimes where we have yep. to kind of just make it happen. Yeah. 
So I was like, dude, I don't really want to drink a bang late at night. Not super late, but late-ish. Right. When I have to work, you know, I have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. That doesn't right. sound fun. No. And so I got these sparkling waters. And uh, I actually enjoy drinking these. Just, you know, there's no calories in them. They're yeah. relatively healthy, and they taste good. These are watermelon. See, and I'm not a huge sparkling water guy, but... I'll choke them down for for the podcast. See, Bane makes it happen for you, people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like uh, Jeff with one F, where I'll take a sip and then yell at my wife to come get the can. You know. Ooh, that's not good. Celeste. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that is not good at all, Breaker. No, it's it, not. It says watermelon. No, it does not. It says Waterloo. Well, it's watermelon flavored. Yeah. Um, Legendary taste. Incorrect. It's like, it's like imagine if watermelon didn't have the sweetness in it. That's what it tastes like. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Which is not good. It's like the rind of a watermelon is it what is. it tastes like. It is. Yeah, not good. Uh, before we kind of dive into our main topics, there's a couple of things I want to, to bring up, and I didn't really want to put them as part of the topics, even though they kind of fall into two categories. Last week... Uh, Bullet Bob, Bullet Bob Armstrong, excuse me, passed away, and I forgot to I forgot to make a note of that. But you know, he's the patriarch of the Armstrong family: mm-hmm. Scott Armstrong, Brad Armstrong, Steve Armstrong, and of course the Road Dog. Yep. Um, you know, he he lived a good life though. But it's always sad when uh, when a wrestling legend passes away. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to acknowledge that on here. Uh, rest in peace to Bullet Bob, and uh, hopefully the rest of the Armstrong clan's doing well. Um, I don't I don't know. If there was anything to his death, other than just he passed away, I'm not sure. But uh, we also lost. This one was shocking to me. Chadwick Boseman, uh, the Black Panther, yes, um, has been fighting cancer for like what four years now. Mm-hmm. Had stage three colon cancer, and like you know, filming Black Panther is not easy. Right. There's no way that that could be an easy job, and the fact that he was doing all that and kind of kept this. I don't know if anyone knew besides maybe his family. Yeah, I mean, he was clearly keeping it quiet because if anybody knew outside of his family, it would have been all over everywhere. Well, and I bet Marvel didn't know because I bet they wouldn't have cast him if they knew that. Right. You know what I mean? Just because, obviously, yeah. like, not a good, it's not good for them business-wise. Um, but, yeah, I saw that. I thought it was a rumor. Yeah, I didn't necessarily believe it at first either, but then I started checking where the sources were coming from. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really sad deal, man. I mean, Super he was sad, a man. he was a huge inspiration. I know to the black community. I've seen the the black community kind of really like mourning his his Absolutely. death. Absolutely, and I mean, it's he was like really probably the first black superhero that has been around in a long, long time. Probably since what Spawn? Yeah, Spawn and Blade maybe. Yeah, but, but he's mean, more you know he's, he's not, not really superhero. a superhero. I guess but Spawn's like, not really either, but. But I mean, at the same time, Black Panther is also kind of one of those characters that falls into that category of was not super well known, right? And now all of a sudden, you can buy the masks and the, mm-hmm. the claw hands for the kids can, and, and I mean, tons of toys. He made it mainstream, and I think that that's super cool. He made it mainstream, and he also also made uh, African culture mainstream, right? Which, which was even more important, and also really just really cool. Absolutely. So, 
super sad thing. I know that they've talked about maybe not even recasting him, but like having his sister be the new Black Panther in the film series. I, I, I think that's probably the smart thing to do. Is, I think it'd be is, I think that'd be interesting. Have you know? somebody else take the Black Mantle throne and instead of trying to recast the character. Yeah. So, uh, but horrible, horrible news, man. Yeah, it really is. It's super sad. Uh, but what do you say? Uh, let me say we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here. Oh, let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Uh, big underscore bang. We got some wrestling talk here. Uh, first of all, Brock Lesnar, free agent. Is he going to AEW? Is he wrestling Jungle Boy? <laughs> I actually saw somebody saying he's going back to New Japan. And I was like, nah, just nah. No. I, I mean, he's probably going to go back into the woods and kill a bunch of deer. It's probably what he's going to do. I bet Brock had a conversation. I See, I, I have this thought in my mind that Brock Lesnar is not really aware of anything. Right. And I don't know why that Paul is. Paul Heyman just takes care of everything for him. Pretty much. And I could see him showing up at <laughs> WrestleMania and be like, where's everybody at? Yeah. Where's the stands? Like, looking around like, what's going on here? Uh, uh, Mr. Lesnar, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Then why the hell am I here? Right. I mean, because I mean, I'm sure you saw the match with Drew. There was nothing to it. It no. was like four minutes. Well, very similar to the Goldberg match that happened as well. Pretty much the same match. Yeah. It was not good. But so I could see Brock being like, yeah, I'll come back when you get people. Yeah. More or less. Well, I'm sure it cuts into his pay not having the ticket sales. Oh, I'm sure. So, and, and I mean, I, I've kind of heard he's kind of based off per appearance. Yeah. To a degree. Like, he's under contract, but it's like, you get your, your money for the matches. Maybe he doesn't really get, like, a downside. I've heard initially the deal was, like, for, like, five matches a year. That was his contract originally. Right. And they wanted to do more, and so I guess it was... And again, I don't know the specifics, but they came to a thing where it's like X amount per match. You can have me as many matches as you want, yeah. but you're going to pay me. Right. And so he'll go back to WWE because why wouldn't he? Yeah, I don't think... I don't know if... I mean, Brock's not joining the Dark Order. No. And, and, that's, <laughs> and what is he going to do there? Yeah, I don't see him really going anywhere, especially not right now. No. Like, the negotiating tactics, tactics are definitely not in his favor. No. So... Definitely, I don't see him uh, running off uh, too many places. This could kind of fit in the TV talk, but I'm going to throw it in the wrestling because there's a lot of TV talk we're going to dive into later. But uh, the Big Show show, officially canceled by Netflix. Very disappointing. Yeah. I was a big fan of that show, and uh, my uh, my daughter really liked that show. My my niece liked it. Yeah. Uh, even my wife liked that show. She thought it was funny. She didn't know who the guys were like that were wrestlers and stuff like that, like in that one episode they came in. Right. But she, she actually really enjoyed the show. I mean, but you don't have to know who they are. There are yeah. other wrestlers. Like, right. That's all it needs to be. Right. Um, it, but it, it followed that old school 90s comedy format of, you know, the dad who's kind of overprotective, except the dad happens to be a seven foot tall wrestler. Yeah, it worked. I thought it was good, but um, I don't know if Netflix just didn't want to do it. I don't know if this was COVID related. I'm not sure, but it sucks. You know, I'll tell you though, there are a lot of stinkers on Netflix. I would have gotten rid of before a big show show. Sure. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like that would have had the whole WWE audience would have probably checked it out a little bit anyway. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of, kind of disappointing. Um, Stephen Amell 
um, made some interesting tweets. I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, he was wearing a SCU shirt. Saw that. This is the worst year I've ever lived in. Shirt. Which is fantastic. Yep. Great and, shirt. Uh, I'm a huge fan of all three of those guys. Yes. And anyway, in a tweet, he uh, he tags Christopher Daniels. He said, hey, what are you doing in January? Oh, oh snap. All right. And so if you guys remember, they had that match at All In. Are they going to be in the Royal Rumble? Just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I wonder if the Royal Rumble is going to have fans this year. I Honestly, six months ago, I would have been like, oh, of course. But, well, I guess six months ago, we were just getting started with this. But right. a couple months but, back. But again, you, right. everyone, I, someone said this to me, and I thought this is so true. Everyone's like, I feel like when we hit 2021, this, like, in my mind, it's like, well, this is over now. Because right. it's all 2020. But it's not. I think they're, I think WWE is all in on this damn Thunderdome. I just don't. I'm still not a fan. The more it goes, the more I dislike it. Really? Yeah. Although, I uh, do like the fact that you can have pyro in between rows. I think that's pretty damn cool. I mean, I think it's a good pivot. I mean, I was pretty negative on it, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But I think it's it's a good pivot based on the circumstances. But sure. It's also one of those things where... It's like this. This isn't. This isn't appealing. You know, no one's gonna watch this and be like, "Oh man, I'm glad there's people sitting at home on their webcams." This is awesome. Yeah. But uh, Stephen Amell, you know, is filming that new show Heels, and um, I would love to see him show up in AEW. I think that'd be awesome for sure. And uh, I mean, Stephen Amell is one of the few celebrity guys to come in and do a match that I was like, "Damn, he should be in the ring more often." Right, um, but I'll I'll add to that list Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee was great, but Stephen Amell was like the first of the that celebrity that came in and just rocked the house. But there's a difference. Pat McAfee had time to train and figure things out, oh, and he's also like been an athlete. Not that Stephen Amell wasn't, but like, but he's he also wasn't filming a, a full time show right. in Vancouver, right? You know, and when I when I heard a lot of details about him like showing up to just a house show. Somewhere that they were in Canada, mm-hmm. just so he could get in the ring before. And I'm like, okay, this dude, like, he wants this. Yeah. That's that's because he he's doing a celebrity match. He doesn't have to do anything, but he yeah. wants to be good, you know. And I'm like, yep. that's there's something pretty cool about that. I think. And you know, he's got a good look. And you know, it's funny. The more I look at Hangman uh, Page, the more like him and Stephen Amell look a lot alike to me. Wow, they do. I never thought and, about that. And I was like. Stephen Amell should just come in town and just be his tag team partner. They could just be kayfabe brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually kind of interesting. Right. You never know. I mean, I don't know. I could see him just showing up like sporadically. Yeah. Kind of like Kevin Green did back when he was in WCW. Yes. On his off season, he always worked like the Great American right. match because it was like that's always when he was around. And I'm like, I, I, like why not? You know, right, like he, yeah. he did awesome. Like why not have him around? If Mongo can have a three-year freaking run, Stephen Amell can work <laughs> part time. Yeah, no kidding. And it's not like he's working part time just because he's he's a working actor, you right, know. Right. So I think I think that that's super cool. So I'm I'm excited to see where that where that goes, and um, hopefully, because I think they do a pay per view around January or February. So I'd love to see something happen there. Yeah, it'd be super cool. Uh, the Rock making headlines uh, as he reported his entire family. Him included, all tested positive for COVID nineteen. Yes, um, pretty scary stuff. The whole family has it, right? Yeah, he he did say that they had kind of gotten through it already. So, they, yeah, they were on the mend. I think is yeah. the words he used. So, um, which that's that's good. Which I I did felt like he was kind of quiet there for a little bit, bit, but I didn't notice it until he announced that he had COVID. Sure. And so, um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad everybody made it through okay. I mean, I know that's a very scary deal, especially when, you know, the kids get it. Yeah. So it's so much unknown still. Right. And there's, I mean, it's it's pretty insane, which, you know, your uh, new step-nephew, like, goes to the same school that my kids go to. Right. And, like, there's been five or six cases break out in that school, and it's like... See, I've only heard of two. So I, I think it's now updated to six. Wow. And it's like... Yeah. It's, and they were all required to wear a mask. But again, yeah. I, 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 I kind of just, and I don't want to make this like a thing, okay? But my my step nephew, as you call him, he, um, he's a he's on the basketball team where he plays basketball. Mm-hmm. They have to wear a mask all day during school, but not for basketball. Yeah, which I get in the sense of okay, that would be hard to breathe in. But they shouldn't be having sports right now. Probably not. Yeah, that's that's been my argument this whole time. But uh, also too, I mean, we, my daughter's in volleyball, so I mean, but it's I. I just that, don't think sports should be going on right now. Everyone has their own arguments and everyone sure. has their opinions, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know what the what the right answer. Well, is. Well, I think I've gotten to the point where I'm like, eh, if I get it, I get it. Like me too. I, I'm kind of to the point where like I'm I'm not going out of my way to be stupid, but I'm also not like. I'm going out of town this weekend. Two months ago, I, I would have been like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. But but I, but I think it comes to the point now that September, it's like, okay, do we just live our lives this way forever? Well, and that's the thing. It's like you, I have to figure out a way to start bringing things back into my life again mm-hmm. because I, I'm a homebody by nature, but like at some point, I have to get out of the house mm-hmm. just for a little bit. And, and You're probably kind of like me where it's like, okay, I need to go. I'll go grab food and then I'll come back. Right, <laughs> just to have that twenty-minute car ride. Yes, that's it. And Change your scenery. Right, and and so it, I'm literally to that point where it's like I got to figure out something like certain things. And for the longest time, I was doing DoorDash, but it's like now it's like let me just get out of the house for that. Kind of gets expensive. F yeah, it does. That was I. We got a Fat Phillies. Which have you ever eaten Fat Phillies? I haven't. I don't even heard of that. Oh my god, best Philly place you'll ever have in your life, at least here in Tulsa. <laughs> 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 it's all a, you northeast guys can calm down yeah. <laughs> mike the cleaner's probably losing his shit a- right anybody now from actual philadelphia can just shut the hell up i know they're new york guys yeah. i'm saying northeast guys right you know, yeah the, but the no philly this is steak. this is like one of the best <laughs> philly cheesesteaks i've ever had and i haven't been very many places so it's uh it's really I, good i love a philly cheese it's so good fat phillies it's actually on a nobody outside of tulsa is gonna know this that but it's uh 11th and peoria okay is where it's at delicious man good stuff really good stuff but like it's about a 12 13 order if you get like the seven inch um but on doordash it was like 30 bucks oh yeah it's like come on it's it's a lot What's it's a that? lot to not leave the house yeah, yeah. so yeah I mean, I get the convenience of it, but yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. There's, it's, I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, you know, I don't like I don't I know people are anti-mask, and I know we're kind of getting in a whole different area here. And here's the thing: I don't like masks. I don't want to wear it, but I would rather put that on to walk into Walmart mm-hmm. than all these stores and businesses shut down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's not good for anybody. And I don't know anybody who was super excited about the idea of wearing masks. Right. But at the same time, I'm with you. I want to be able to go in and do what I want to do so these businesses don't shut down. Also, I want to wear a mask so I don't uh, go viral for 
being a, a, a quote unquote Chad or whatever the male version of Karens are called. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. to me, it's embarrassing to not, not wear a mask because like I get it, you know? Right. I mean, it, it is what it is. I don't, I don't know the right answer. It's just, I don't either. We're all just trying to do our best. I think hopefully, yeah. you know, and then there's, I went to Walmart today to get these horrible tasting drinks yeah. And uh, before the mask mandate there, I would say it was about 50-50. Mm-hmm. And, and then the mask mandate happened, and it was everybody that I could see. And today I saw a lot of people not wearing them. Yep. So it's going to become that walk in with it, yep. take it off, because yep. I don't feel like I should wear it. It's like, well, yep. maybe that doesn't help. Don't know. But it's always the uh, country bumpkins yeah. that think they're smarter than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. It's... And, and I, I get it. It's just we're we're getting off on a tangent here. here. But anyway, let's uh, let's dive into some movie talk here. Let's do it. This is the Cuban Bay of at the movies. This is the Cuban Bay of at the movies. This is the Cuban Bay of at the movies. This is the Cuban Bay of at the movies. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now here. Uh, Big underscore Bane. Um, we got a little bit of TV talk to dive into. Um, first of all, I want to start with this. Um, DC has officially announced some new animated original films coming out next year. Okay. Now, we haven't talked about these in a little bit, but, dude, I'm all about the DC animated original movies. Absolutely. Now, uh, actually, one's coming up here uh, pretty soon here. I'm going to try to pull up the page. Superman, Man of Tomorrow. And uh, it's uh, like early years um, early years Clark Kent, which might be kind of a fun one. Nice. So that, that'll be coming up. Uh, upcoming films for, for next year, Batman, Soul of the Dragon, which is an original story. Okay. Which I was like, that, that sounds kind of fun. Justice Society, World War II. I don't know a thing about this. Justice Society, if I'm wrong, which I could be, I thought they were like kind of the prelude to the Justice League. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So so I think that's what it'll be. World War II makes sense. Yeah. And this one I'm super excited about. I have not actually read this book, but I've heard it's one of the best Batman stories. Batman, The Long Halloween. Bought. <laughs> Straight <laughs> knew, up bought. I knew, I knew you'd be all about that. It's actually going to be a two-part film. Okay. Uh, much like uh, the Batman, The Dark Knight Returns film. So I'm super stoked for that. I think that's going to be awesome. I feel like... DC's done, I mean, I, you know, I love the DC comics. I feel like some of their live action movies lack, but I love their animated stuff. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, you and I disagree about, about the the live movies, but uh, their animated stuff is is definitely good stuff. Well, I mean, the I'm not saying the live action movies are bad. I'm just saying I don't feel like they're quite as good as Marvel, but Marvel is nowhere near close with animated. Man, I tried to like Marvel's animated stuff. And it's I just rough. I can't do it. It has been officially announced by HBO Max that there's going to be a Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion show. Yeah, that's kind of fun, right? I was a huge Fresh Prince fan. Absolutely. Uh, we actually talked about it because I was like, man, it surprises me because I, you, you know you brought up Uncle Phil being passed away. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll be a point that they all talk about, obviously. But I was like, man, I'm surprised Jeffrey's still around because he looked like he was 60 then, right? And he's only I think he's only around 70, so he's still he's still kicking. Yeah, which yeah. is which is fun. So uh, Fresh Prince, I feel like is. Right in our wheelhouse as far as uh, you know childhood TV shows, so that'll be a fun one for sure. Well, I think I've, it it was in my heavy rotation for the Absolutely. most part. You know, 
Everybody was watching Fresh Prince. For sure. Last bit of TV talk. It's officially on Netflix. And uh, Big Underscore Bane, I was pushing this one on you pretty hard. Yep. And you finally bought. And I'm talking about Cobra Kai. Well, yeah. And I'll tell you, if Cobra Kai would have been on Netflix to begin with, I probably would have watched it before you. Right. Because I, I, I was excited about it. But, like, the idea of watching it on YouTube and having to subscribe for YouTube just, ugh. Yeah. I'm so against YouTube that it's like yeah. I only use YouTube if I have to, which. Yeah, I actually. So my dad kept telling me about it, kept telling me about it. And I saw it pop up for sale on Vudu. Mm-hmm. It was like eight bucks for season one. Oh, wow. And I was like, OK, I'll give it a I shot. Do. And so I bought it and I was like, this is amazing. It is. And I bought season two like almost immediately thereafter and binge watched both and could not get enough. Yeah, I, I think I binge watched it in about a day and a half. Dude, it's it's a. To me, it's one. Of, it's such compelling storytelling because you take a guy who's not really cultured for 2020, but then you kind of start to realize like maybe he's got points. Right. I mean, there, there's so many things about that Johnny Lawrence character that is just so good in that show. Yeah. And I don't want to give anything away if people haven't watched it, but I cannot suggest the show enough. Yep. And it really kind of brings to life a concept that people had before this show came out, and that is that maybe uh, maybe Johnny isn't exactly a bully. That if you look at things from his perspective, he makes points. Right. And that LaRusso maybe is kind of the bad guy. It's it's this well, and it's not even that necessarily LaRusso's the bad guy. I think it's more of that that these two guys both think they're right and neither one will take the time to just shut up and talk. Yeah. And 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 I think that's that's really the the big point of the story is like things get things get heated. Nobody talks, and it just kind of brings this chaos, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's cool. Definitely. And uh, like I said, there's a new Cobra Kai video game coming out in October. Super stoked about that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I just, I only, only thing I wish is when I found out Netflix was getting season one and two, I was hoping season three would be at launch. Right. And it's not coming out until 2021, which disappoints me. 2021. That's insane. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've been waiting on season three for a long time now. Probably gonna binge watch season one and two again before season three launches because I'm just I love that show. I I love the music. Like I know they're playing a lot of '80s music, but they're also playing a lot of new music that I never really heard before. Yeah, but it's like very reminiscent of that old hair metal stuff. Yes, and so I've I've heard of a couple new bands since then. So that, and that's that's great, right? And that's it's like, awesome. This is good stuff. I love how there's there's a one of my favorite lines in that whole show is when he's the dojo becomes kind of successful again mm-hmm. and all the kids are there and he's walking around he looks at that kid he goes nice shirt and he goes oh you think so and he goes I'm kidding it sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it's so brief but just so yes. amazing and that's I, I can't recommend um, Cobra Kai enough if you haven't watched it it's on Netflix two seasons yep definitely worth checking out absolutely anyway let's take a break and dive in a little bit of toy talk here let's do it here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show where Greg and Ravain do a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show where Greg and Ravain do a bit of toy talk. Alright, so a little bit of toy talk here before we dive into our interview with Rad Chad. But uh, Ringside uh, Collectibles announced a new exclusive Walter figure. Okay. What'd you think about that? Did you see the pictures of it yet? Didn't even see it. What do you, uh, I don't know, like I'm... I don't dislike Walter, but I like to me like he he was brought about like this such a big deal. I was just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like oh, it's him, it's him. He's here, and it's just this. He's he's got a hell of a chop. 
Yeah, but I'm like, come on. Like, that's not... Yeah. I, I don't know. The like, dude's your height. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, the figure looks good, I think. It does look good, yeah. It's just... And he's got a menacing look about him. It's yeah. It's not that. I mean, it's, it's cool. It comes with the UK tile. comes with the robe and stuff, but... I don't know. There's just not much to it. No. I actually have heard some of the UK guys were kind of disappointed because they were like, oh, great. Exclusive. It's going to be hard for us to get. Ah. Which yeah. I never thought about that, which makes sense, though. I mean, I think it's good more UK guys are getting figures. Sure. But I mean, yeah. they're, they're releasing a British Bulldog. It's like one of those collector edition uh-huh. figures. But why not make that UK exclusive? Right. Or make it like a variant UK exclusive or something. Right. Something. Help the UK guys out. It's yeah. crap. Also hitting the shelves is... Uh, Masters of the WWE Universe Series 4. I did see that. Saw that tweet. Mr. T, The Fiend. Who else is in that? Jake Roberts and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Pretty good set. I'm digging those. Yeah. So keep your eyes open. They're coming. Yeah. And, of course, Big Underscore Bane. We made we made everyone a... Uh, not, I don't want to say a promise, but we, we told everyone this week you would play a Tiger Electronics game. Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, though, we were talking about the the Master of the Universe hitting the shelves. I would like to say that uh, there have been no AEW Chase figures hitting the shelves. Oh, there haven't been. You know, so so when when was the cutoff on that again? Uh, it was one of the last couple of weeks in September. I think it was. I think we decided on September twentieth was the last day. So you. GBM and anybody else who wants to participate have one, two, and about three, two weeks and three days. I've only seen one person actually post a picture of an ex- of one of those, and that was a Jericho. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, I've seen uh, Ryan Myers. He's got both of them. Yeah, but like they were given to him. That's not right. the same. He, he doesn't count. Yeah. No, I mean, again, it, someone actually tweeted that to you, and you're like, well, it's not the rules. You have to right. follow you. Yep. You have to show a receipt and a picture of the figure in the yep. store. Yep, that was our good buddy Poetic Prophet. He he didn't know what the rules were and that those are the rules. You gotta yeah. gotta have it in the store. You gotta take a picture of it on the pegs, you gotta take a picture of the receipt, you gotta take a picture of uh All the shrewd boys must learn the rules. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. If uh, you don't, you'll be eaten in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of his better talking heads. Yes, that was a good one. Yeah, so, so good. Anyway, so Tiger Electronics, man, do you have a preference of which game you're going to play today? Let's start with the worst. And I work don't know our which way one's up. the worst. Well, I mean, they're all bad. But I mean, like the, the worst um, uh, um, characters, I guess. I'm trying to trademark. The worst trademark. Okay, so you get Sonic. Mm-hmm. Transformers, okay. X-Men, Little Mermaid. Okay, those are all pretty much on the same level for me. Um, I mean, like, when you said the worst, my initial thought was Little Mermaid, but I don't think that's necessarily bad. It's just it's not targeted towards young boys. It's more young girls. Um, maybe. I mean, I, old Ariel, you know, she's got got those bazongas. <laughs> Not really. Want to play with her dingle hopper? <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a hot babe. It's actually the premise of the game is you're getting the fork and stuff. You get in the fork? Yeah, the fork. Remember the fork in that? The dingle hopper. Oh, uh uh-uh. It's been a long time since I've seen a little mermaid. She finds a fork and she goes to that bird. Okay. And he's like, It's a dingle hopper. And she's using it to brush her hair. 
Oh, I do remember that scene, yes. And then so like later on when she can't talk, she's eating with the prince and she's brushing her hair with the fork at the dinner table and they're looking at her like she's insane. Ah, yeah. She's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, what do you think, man? Which one? Uh, you know what? Actually, let's go with um, let's go with Transformers. Oh, you're going to go start big, huh? To me, that's like low on the really? toilet bowl. Yeah. It's Transformers. Yeah. Robots in disguise. All right. Well, let's pause it here. I'll go grab the game, and uh, we'll see how it turns out. Let's do it. All right. So here we are at Big Underscore Bane. You're, uh, you're diving into some Transformers. Yep. Having a hard time seeing it? Yep. There is a... Uh, I was trying to get the speaker closer to the microphone, but... I don't think that's gonna work out too well. Let's see what what did it just? You got a high, you got a score of twenty two fifty there, pal. Well, I'm pretty dang good. Okay, I got I'm in I'm in a truck. Okay, there are I'm, my truck's getting shot. Don't don't do that. Don't don't get shot. Okay, I converted and I shot everybody. Heck yeah. Are you? I believe you're Optimus Prime, correct? Okay. Yep. I feel like it's the fact that you picked the worst one first. You're not a Transformers guy, and that kind of disappoints me. I'm not saying the movies are good, but like the whole concept, freaking robots in disguise, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, no, it's it's cool, but like, I don't know. I just so I'm wondering how how everybody at home is reacting to the LCD sounds of Transformers. Can they even hear? I don't know. I mean, I can hear it, but I'm in the room here, so maybe not. Oh, I can hear that a lot better. Yeah, there it is. I'm definitely really playing one. I don't know. Charlie Shaw is loving this. I know it. Yeah. Oh, wait. I just converted. Why did I convert back in? What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> They're kind of confusing. All I'm doing is like just shooting people here. Shooting people. Uh. I'll I'll read uh, kind of like the synopsis. Of this when you're, um, when oh, you're I'm at the boss. Oh boy, there's a boss. I beat your score, sucker. Dang it. All right, so first time you play, check out game controls and insert batteries. Blah blah blah. Playing as Optimus Prime, battle to stop the Decepticons from causing total destruction. The Decepticons have sent six Constructicons: Scavenger, Mixmaster, Bone Crusher, Scrapper, Decepticon. Hook and Long Haul to invade Earth. These construction trucks have the ability to combine to form Devastator, their leader, who wields terrifying power on the ground. But watch out for enemies in the sky. Fighter jets, Gem Jet, and Starscream will attack you with their missiles. Well, I killed them all. And there you go. There are four stages in this second generation battle, and you win each stage by defeating an enemy boss. If you lose all of your energy or run out of time before completing a stage, the game is over. During the battle, you'll be able to call on one Autobot, Inferno, Autobot Jazz, Sideswipe, or Grimlock for help. That Autobot will fight by your side until you are until they are defeated by the enemy. You win the game by battling through all four stages and destroying the final enemy boss. Does that make sense after what I read? Anymore? Yeah, that was definitely what I was doing. I just don't understand why you would convert back into a truck after converting out of a truck. Uh, hey, yeah. I don't know why you would be the truck in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I think the point of the truck is is so that average people don't see a big giant, you know, building-sized robot running around town. Okay. Because that would be offsetting to people, I feel like. That's okay. why they disguise themselves as trucks, right? Yeah. But to be fair, it looks like you're in the middle of the desert having this Decepticon sure. battle. 
But uh, I mean, uh, you're asking me to make sense of this. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, honestly, that was that was fun. I mean, because I was good at it. Did I, you did you enjoy the nostalgia of what the games are like? Sure. Yeah. I better mean, or worse than you thought? Uh, well, that one was better. I mean, it's exactly what I knew it was going to be, but that one was better than I thought it was going to be because I've recently, like, not like past couple weeks, but past few months, I tried playing the Batman one mm-hmm. again, and it's like terrible. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Right. So. Gotcha. Well, that's one down. We got three to go, bro. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, let's take a break. Let's get Rad Chad back on the show. Then we'll be back to close it up. Boom. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Rad Chad joining me here once again for part two. Last week, man, we kind of discussed, you know, getting into pro wrestling, uh, finding your love for wrestling action figures, all that good stuff. But uh, you actually posted a video the other day, and I got to talk about this because you were showing a lot of your collection. I noticed a lot of Ninja Turtles stuff in there as well. Yes, I uh, Ninja Turtles was my love before wrestling. Um, that's probably my first ever love. So definitely have a, a lot of nostalgia, uh, for Ninja Turtles and the stuff NECA's doing that is speed that's hitting home base in every, every sense of the word. Dude, it's, uh, so we, we talked a little bit about that before we started recording, but you're, you're absolutely right. I'll never forget the first time I saw those in target and I didn't oh. follow NECA real, real closely, you know, because there's so many toys out there, right? It's hard to follow everything, but I saw those two. Exactly. Packs. And like you said, they hit your senses. Like you're like, whoa, these are awesome. <laughs> yes, yes. And they definitely did that to me. Um, I think it was probably 2016. Uh, they did like a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And it was like the first time they released the tune lines of the Turtles. Yes. Where they had like the darker paint and like Shredder, Krang, the foot soldiers. And uh, I remember thinking like, what is this? And again, I'm kind of a rookie collector at this point because I had just gotten interested in like wrestling figures at this time. So I'm like, okay, who is this company NECA? How do I get these? Okay. I need to be on this website at this time specifically. This is the only way I'm going to get them. And I, I got lucky and I got them. And, um, and that just started a, a complete snowball trend, much like, um, the retros did for wrestling figures of me focusing on NECA. Um, so they, they have been super fun to collect their, I, I don't consider them like action figures because there's no way anybody could play with these and they wouldn't last five minutes. I mean, they're, they're, they're an a, adult collector's object. I don't even know the proper word for them, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, they're, they're still poseable, they're still movable, but yes. it's not really a toy. Because I think there's a big difference there, right? Right. Like, you could play with an elite, you know? Right. You, you, I, you can't play with these NECA figures. Well, it's, it's kind of like a Funko Pop is kind of a toy, but like, what do you really do with that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like I was saying, I saw these, I saw these turtle two packs that hit target and you know, I saw a ton of them and I, and initially I was like, Oh man, those are cool. Yeah. Price points kind of high. I'm not sure if I want those. And I passed initially and I go back and they are gone. And, <laughs> oh, okay. People want these. Yeah. And, and I think that is kind of what sparked me. So I started talking to some people, uh, one of them being Jason Wolf and he was kind of pushing them like, dude, these are, these are really cool. And yeah. like, so they plan to, to do more of that cartoon line. I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. So I knew do what you, would happen is if I didn't collect now, I would regret it later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They would be triple the price a yep. year or two from now. Because, I mean, NECA's stuff really holds value, especially if you don't open it up. Right. 
Um, so do you collect just the cartoon line? I mean, I don't know if you know, but obviously they dip into the movie as well. They dip into like, they haven't done it in a couple of years. They've done comic inspired. They do arcade versions. Yep. Or do you just stick with the cartoon? I, so far I'm sticking with the cartoon simply because I'm like, I don't feel like I can, I can collect everything. I feel like it's too much, you know? Right. Right. And oh, so, I definitely feel it there. Yeah. So I'm sticking mostly with the cartoon ones, which I have. I think I have everything at this point. I just got the KC and, and the uh, slashed foot soldier two pack and then the metal head ultimate figure. So I, I'm good there, but yeah, um, I, I basically, once I decided to collect them, that's when it became like, okay, I got to hit every target and see if I can find any of them on the pegs. And I was able yeah. to actually find, um, all the two packs except Leonardo and shredder and had to kind of get onto the online world to have for help finding that. But I did eventually get everything and then Bebop and Rocksteady. And, and now there's more coming out and they've, they've revealed more. It's, it's quite a, it's yes. quite a thing. And like, to me, like they're, they're such a cool thing because they, of how close they resemble the cartoons. And that's why I love them. Like, I mean, I'm assuming you love the action figure line as a kid, the playmates line. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. It was great. But like, you look at some of those figures, like the rock soldier, for example, you know, you're like, okay, this looks nothing like the guy in the cartoon. Right. Or, you know, you look at, um, I mean, there's many different examples, but w- yeah, what I love about these NECA ones is that's exactly what I saw on TV. Sure. Two, it's, I mean, look at Shredder, the first Playmate Shredder, and then look at him, the NECA one. It's like, oh, that is really what he looked like. Well, and, and I think, yeah, and I mean, even like the uh, turtle eyes, if you look at them, the, the cartoon figures, they had like the whited out eyes. Right. Whereas in the cartoon, they had more of like the, you could see like their whole eyeball. And I know it's kind of a weird thing, but they, they the NECA toys really showcase that. They do. They do. They're, they're very little to the uh, Fred Wolf cartoon for sure. Yeah. So I, I know like back in the day, late eighties, early nineties, turtles was like, you talk about getting into that before wrestling. I think that was like the fandom probably from our generation at that time. Right. I, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, I, my first toys I remember getting were Ninja turtles and that would have put me like, right in like the 1988, 89 mm-hmm. like area. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's turtle fever right there. So, Oh, without a doubt. What's funny is I was talking to my buddy Charlie Shaw on here a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things he talked about, he said, you know, back in the day, he said, I hated the turtle figures that were like the, uh, you know, Raphael as a, like a, you know, an astronaut. As a cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a cowboy or whatever it was. He said, but now I look at those, I'm like, man, those are actually kind of cool. But as a kid, I just wanted the regular turtles. I didn't want them in these goofy costumes, but... Um, yeah, same. But I, I would have taken anything, honestly. Right. Like, if if mom would have came home with uh, Donatello as a or Michelangelo as a clown, I'd have been in. But yeah, me personally, I wanted turtles that were going to fight, and right. yeah, for sure. And that's what's so crazy because I remember I specifically at a birthday party, you know, when I was probably six, I got Donatello was like a a western sheriff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, but it's like you're not disappointed. It's just like, well, I would have rather had the regular one, but of course, it's yeah. impossible to find it. <laughs> Well, I guess next time I play Turtles, Donatello is going to be uh, laying down the wall. Okay, right. here we go. My actually favorite, one of my favorite Turtles is Donatello, like in disguise. I don't know if you ever had that one. I didn't. Uh-uh. Yeah, that that was one of my favorite ones. Um, it wasn't the one that came with the cloth like trench coats. Those are like very valuable now. It was just a a simple like disguise, like molded on disguise, and he came with a removable mask. He came with like a little gun and a briefcase. That was like one of my favorite figures back in the day. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah, um, but the turtles, man, that was such a, a such a fun line, and like I said, NECA's doing such a great job. Like, all the movie figures go to Walmart, all the cartoon ones go to Target. 
Yep. It's a fun thing to collect. Yeah, and then they have the arcade ones that are like at specialty shops or mm-hmm. Entertainment Earth or Megalopolis or whatever the case. Um, I, I've been pretty lucky with the Turtles in terms of, um, you know, really the only ones I paid more than retail for is after I started kind of getting into the cartoon ones and I got lucky and got the um, the movie ones that was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive with like the VHS-looking box. Right. Um, I was like... I wonder if there was any turtles released prior to this. I did go back and I bought the comic ones. So those were ones that I did pay a pretty hefty price for, but I, I was at the point where like, I'm a completionist when it comes to NECA TMNT, I need all versions of NECA TMNT. So I definitely understand that what you mean of focusing just on the cartoon line for now. And I don't blame you there because it is a lot to keep track of what's coming out where and when and what store. And it's, it's a lot. But it's so fun. Did you have a hard time getting the uh, Raphael Casey Jones two-pack that went to Walmart? Um, so I've actually never seen that um, in stores. Um, luckily, um, Baracus on Twitter, he saw that, and he hooked me up with that. Him and I kind of look out for each other locally with NECA. Okay. Um, I recently repaid the favor and got him the Casey and Foot Soldier cartoon two-pack. Oh, nice. But um, he, he was pretty close to a Walmart, and he, he hit me up and said, Hey, I got this. You want it? I, I still have not seen that in stores. So um, I do have it thanks to him. Yeah, I'm actually pretty sure I met him at a Harley race camp years ago. You probably have. I think he's mentioned, I don't want to speak for him, but I think he's mentioned that he's done some stuff like that with Harley. So you probably have. Great guy, by the way. Yeah, he is. I didn't know he was a figure guy. Of course, I mean, you don't really advertise that in that setting, obviously, but. Correct, yeah. Um, but I remember. Um, Jeff actually asked me if I remembered him, and I think he sent me his Twitter link or his bio or something. And I was like, "Oh, I do remember him." Yeah, like I don't yeah. think we we it was maybe just a hello, hey, how are you doing? But it was, you know, just a very brief conversation interaction. But yeah, I do remember him, which I think is is crazy because of how small of a world it is, you know. Exactly, and he's a guy that's never fallen off it. You know, we spoke and about me not collecting for many years, and he's a guy that's he's told me he's he's never stopped, and. It's funny because, you know, I never knew him up until about two years ago, and right. we got connected through the retros. And um, and then that bled into, what else do you collect? Oh, I collect NECA TMNT. Oh, me too. And next thing you know, we're looking out for each other on just about every single thing. So he's actually become a really good friend over the past couple of years. Well, I think having that that someone that can kind of hit you up, like a buddy of mine today, you know, as I, you know, I told you before, I'm looking for a lot of the new Masters of the Universe and Masters of the WWE Universe figures that are hitting. And he's like, hey, man, check this Walmart. No Masters. And I'm like, oh, cool. So it's like at least it's yeah. the trip there for disappointment, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, you need a couple of them. Like I know that the people in Ohio, they have a lot of guys that look out for each other. Right. And I know like the Buffalo guys are helping each other out and stuff. And we got uh, we got four here that are constantly looking out for each other. So we're in a big group text and we let each other know what we're looking for and what's not there. Cause that's usually the case instead of what is there. Right. right. Um, and yeah, we, we, we look out for each other and have a good time and take care of each other. I gotcha. I gotcha. So you're, you're collecting the Ninja Turtle stuff. You're collecting WWE mm-hmm. stuff. Is there anything else that you're kind of thinking about or wanting to dive into? Yeah. So, um, figure wise, I have been getting into the lightning collection for the mighty Morphin power Rangers by Ooh, those are sick. Are they not? I like those too. Yes. They are. And like, and, and power Rangers was a thing. Like I like was really into it for like maybe like a year or two as a kid, yeah. like when it first came out and, and then I kind of quickly fell off it, but I do have some love for the mighty Morphin series. So, and that's um, the only ones I, I want is the mighty Morphin. Me t- 
Me too. And I don't even collect the uh, the villains of the Mighty Morphin. I just want the actual Rangers. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm up to date with those right now. And I'm still waiting for them to release the Green Ranger like solo. I would love for a right. solo Green Ranger because I don't want that putty. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I do uh, collect the Mighty Morphin. And then I'm a big like retro gamer and just video gamer in general, which I love your other podcast, by the way. Oh, um, Back to the Nintendo. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, been listening to that since the inception of that podcast. So um, I do collect retro games. Um, I do collect current games. Um, that's that's something that I never have stopped doing. Whereas when I wasn't collecting figures, I was always hunting games and going to game stores and stuff yeah. like that. So, well, and what's, yeah, those are, I have a good friend who lives here locally and he has, I was kind of talking to him about video games and stuff. And he's a big gamer. And he was like, how many Nintendo games do you have? And I was like, well, now I don't really have any. I just have them kind right. of all on the ROMs. He goes, oh, I have all of them, but like 83. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah he was telling me basically like, he was showing me because there's a there's a pretty good size like resell game or shop out here, and they sell like uh-huh. action figures and old video games and stuff. And he was showing me some of the old price tags. He got like Castlevania for like three bucks, you know, and stuff like that. And yep, yep. Like, well, that was probably before they realized how valuable these are. Oh, exactly. I mean, I, I've always been a frequenter of flea markets, like with my dad, and. I mean, I, I picked a lot of them up over the years, but there was also many I just passed up. I, I mean, just bins and bins and bins of video games. And who knows what I would have been sitting on if I would have purchased those. Right. But I mean, it was like a whole milk crate of video games, probably 30 or 40 of them in there. And it's, you know, take all of them for 10 bucks and That's take insane, the crate, isn't it? Take the crate with you, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, get it out of my sight. <laughs> just get it out of here. You know what? I, and there's just crates and crates and stuff. And yeah, that, that is a market that has, um, I mean, the prices are just unbelievable, especially if you start getting into what I'm into. Like, I need the manual. I need the box. Yeah. Um, so that, that gets really pricey. Sure does. But it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, so I was actually just telling you earlier today, I actually, um, the Tiger Electronics games are kind of making a bit of a comeback, which is so crazy yep. to think in 2020 that these LC games from the 90s are returning, right? Right, yeah. Like we love them, but they weren't that good. It's crazy that of all things, those are coming back, and it's amazing that they are. Well, it's such a nostalgia trip because I like 100%. I was talking to you about them, and you're like, "Oh, I totally had the X Men game," and I'm like, "I'm sure it wasn't good, but there's something about that. Like if you see that in the store, you're like, okay, I got to buy that. That's awesome." Well, yeah, and I, I had a brother. Um, so I live in the St. Louis area, so I'm about five and a half hours from Chicago, and I had a brother growing up who lived in Chicago, who was much older than me. And, um, so my parents were like, Oh, we're going on a road trip. And you know, the game boy would last like two hours and then the battery would die. And then I would bust out my tiger electronics. And I was loving that. I was like, sweet, I'm going to play my X-Men. I'm going to play my Sonic. I'm going to play my Ninja Turtles or whatever ones I had. And yeah, they were not good at all, but I loved them and they occupied me. Yeah. And I think that's, what's so interesting about it is because like you said, they were not good. But there was something yeah. about those. I, I had a Mortal Kombat one very specifically. I remember having that as a kid. I uh-huh. felt like I played that all the time. Yeah, I do too. And, you, know, you know, they had great artwork. So maybe yeah. that's what drew us in, yeah. you know? And and the packaging was fun. And just seeing all the right. different types of games. Like It's like, I'm aware that these were not good games. But there's something about them. Where you're just like, and I can't stop. Yeah, yeah, I just want to play that, you know? Right. I had the Mortal Kombat one too. And I remember always spamming the duck kick. Cause I was like, I felt like it was the only way I could beat people was just like <laughs> holding down and just spamming the kick. And I, yeah. I was like, okay, here we go. I'm winning. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the strategy, right? I mean, that's the only way to win. Right. 
Exactly. Did you ever uh, did you ever have an R zone as a kid? An R zone. Would that have been somehow affiliated with Toys R Us? I kind of feel like it is. No. Well, it's it's a tiger game, and what it was, okay. was like this headband that went across your forehead, and you pull it down, and it's got like a magnifying glass. Oh no, I'm completely lost in what you're talking about. Okay. No, you have, have to look this up later because it's it's worth checking. Okay. Out. It was called the R zone, and it was like a it had a controller on it, and you and it had like its own little cartridge. And you put it in this headband, and then you pull this magnifying glass down because the game would actually play backwards, but in the magnifying glass, it would be forward. Okay. A kid at my school brings that to school, and I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, I, I so badly want to play this. The bad thing right. is, it's like all the uh, all the graphics are in that bright red. And okay. There, obviously, everything is happening around you, so it's hard to just focus on that little screen. You know? Right. <laughs> right. So, like, it was so horrible. But I, I remember thinking, like, man, I would really like to get one of those again because they're so much. They're not fun, but they're they're nostalgic. But oh, yeah. they're crazy expensive nowadays. And that is so weird. I know. Yeah, I never even heard of these. I'm definitely have to look it up. The R Zone. Yeah, it it was something okay. else. But it had like a had a little headpiece and. It, you know, a cartridge port in the headpiece and then it had a connected controller. Okay. And yeah. It had a few different cartridges. Like, you know, I remember they had like virtual fighter two. I think it was packaged with Batman forever. So it probably came out around 95, 96 era, somewhere in there, but it's just, it's crazy. Some of the stuff that they had back in the day that, you know, it seemed that, fun like that. Like yes. when I saw that, I was like, I have to have this, but it's one of the worst things ever. Uh, do you remember the, um, you like look through like almost like a binoculars and like it was almost like a film thing. You like hit this button down, like a different film set would come up. Oh, like a Viewmaster. Um, yeah, a Viewmaster. I had a Ninja Turtles one of those, and like, I mean, it had like five slides on it or whatever it was. But I can't tell you how many times I would just look through that and just be like, "This is the coolest thing ever." It's and it's, <laughs> what is that? It's like it's not a camera. It's like <laughs> it's not a camera. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, you put the disc in, yeah. and then you basically can view all the pictures. Yeah, exactly. There's like five pictures, maybe, maybe, maybe 10. Yeah. But man, that was so cool. But I remember the the aisle of all the, the, the picture packs you could buy. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I remember, like, I remember having a Batman returns one and it was just like images from the movie and, you know, like you said, Ninja Turtles probably. And, and all these other ones, it's, but it's like, what do you do? Like, what do you do with this? (laughs) (laughs) It takes 10 seconds to click through it, but you're like, man, that was cool. Check it out. Let me see it. Let me see it again. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. All like, I remember, um, do you remember like the travel board games from back in the day? Oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, I love that game perfection where you try to put the pieces in and it'll pop. Yeah. But I'm like, how do you play that while you're in a car? <laughs> right. And those pieces were tiny on the travel. Right. One. I remember that. It just, yeah. It's just it's it's funny how like how all those different toys existed back in the day. But I mean, you yeah, know, it's nostalgic. That's what we were all into. Exactly. And it was all new for the time. And yeah, it, it was just ways. I mean, kids today, I just have it made with the Nintendo switches and the iPhones and iPads and everything like that. Like, God, I'm looking at kaleidoscopes and you know films and stuff like that <laughs> just Etch-a-Sketch being entertained by that <laughs> yeah an etch-a-sketch yeah i mean oh man good times good yeah. times well you know a friend of mine actually brought this point up to me and i thought it was an interesting thing he goes you know a lot of toys now are geared more towards collectors you know like because if you think about the yeah. top brands it's turtles it's gi joe it's wrestling it's power rangers it's not really new stuff it's all stuff that's been around since the 80s mostly right um, yeah and he was like do you think kids today are ever going to grow into like where they get into the action figure frenzy. Cause all of us that are huge collectors, 
we're collectors yeah. as kids, and now we're into it as adults. Exactly. Because it's nostalgic. Yeah, we, we spent so much time with it, you know? Like, right. I, you know, I don't know. It's I only can speak to my nieces and nephews. Those are the only kids I've been around the past, you know, 10, 15 years. But, like, my nephew Parker, he's going to be 12 here soon. And, yeah, he liked toys every now and then, but... I mean, he's, he's got a PS4. That's what he's all about. Right. And he doesn't even own the physical versions of the games. He just downloads them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a great question because you're right. You you walk into a Target or a Walmart, and it's licenses from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I hope toys never go away, personally. I, I don't but. think that they will. I just kind of am curious how they'll, how they'll be geared moving forward, you know, because... Like right. my nephew, he likes wrestling figures. He's six. You know, he likes playing with them and stuff. But he also likes watching YouTube videos and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. That wasn't available to us as kids. But at the same time, like, dude, like we, we talked about it last week. Was there a better feeling than on a Friday night going to the video store and picking out a wrestling video? Like, that was that was the life when we were kids. Yeah, it was the highlight. And these kids had the WWE Network. They can watch literally anytime, anywhere. Right. And I would have killed for that, and but maybe I wouldn't have had such an appreciation for it if I could have. I don't know. Well, and then that you know too, you know, because I I I'll never forget being a kid thinking like, man, if I can get a wrestling tape, a Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles tape, and then a game like that's that's a pretty rocking weekend, you know? Yes, yeah, exactly. And if you got a game for the weekend, I mean, that was literally your entire weekend. It's like, okay, I have forty eight hours to try to beat this, or right, you know. Pay late fees, you know, like crazy. <laughs> so make sure to rewind the tape, or it's an extra fifty cents. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, um, you know, like with with Netflix and YouTube and all that other stuff, it's it's probably kind of changed that to to a degree. Like even, you know, when we were kids, like even if you had cable TV, it was flipping through the channels to try to find something to watch. You know. Yep. Just, exactly. The whole world's changed in that perspective a lot. Yep, sure has. I, I remember in the mid '90s, I got out of wrestling for a short period of time. I mean, I felt like my friends, like it was kind of like you loved it, you loved it, you loved it, and then it was like, oh, I'm, you know, quote unquote, I'm too old for wrestling. You know, it's not cool anymore. Sure, um, that hit my friend circle. That those thoughts, but I remember I didn't watch probably all of like '95, which is probably a good year to miss. Um, right. And then I got I got back into it like when Stone Cold was kind of becoming the man, but. I like stumbled across it just like flipping through channels. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't something that I knew about. And then I was all back in, but, but yeah, I mean, maybe if we would have had it at our fingertips 24 seven, we wouldn't have been so, you know, amazed by it. Yeah. I mean, and that but, that's what, that's one thing I kind of wonder about, you know, especially with wrestling nowadays, because back in the day, like even with the WWE network before we had that, like, I, I don't know about you. I wasn't ordering every pay-per-view, maybe one or two a year. And, yeah, yeah. And now they're all readily available, and I'm like, eh, I don't really want to watch that, even though I've already basically subscribed to the network for the month. Exactly. Um, did you ever watch pay-per-views, like, a, like quote-unquote, illegally, like, through, like, a fuzzy channel? So, yes, absolutely I did. <laughs> I remember very distinctly finding a channel where you could hear the audio, but you couldn't see the picture. Yes. So, yeah, it, would, it was always like a, a crapshoot. It's like, okay, am I going to hear it and not see it, or am I going to see it and not hear it? Right. And I remember I watched all of WrestleMania 10 by watching it, but I couldn't hear a thing. Yeah. And then I watched like one of the SummerSlam. I want to say it was like SummerSlam 93 where I could hear it, but I couldn't see it. So, yeah. bam. But I would I would get so jacked up for that. Like, oh, my God, let me go get a soda. Let me get some chips. Mom, make a pizza. Wrestling's on. Yeah. I can't see it, but I'm jacked up. <laughs> well, and then like my dad would be like, 
really you're gonna listen to that i'm like yeah i'm gonna listen to the yeah. whole thing you know even though it's on a fuzzy channel and it's just like i'd always be like dad did you listen to the lone rangers in the 50s of course you did yeah i'm gonna listen to this right like, exactly but i mean yeah. i remember having pay-per-view parties in the late 90s where i you know, ordered like a halloween havoc 98 i think it was the one with hogan uh-huh. warrior having that horrible match right and uh there was like 20 something people there you know like huge it was the party. thing it was the right. it was the thing it was the rage at that time and and, and during 98 i mean you couldn't like, I don't know about your school, but like my school, everybody had WWF or WCW, like clothes, merchandise, everything. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I had a freaking leather WWF fanny pack for God's sake. <laughs> so, it, it was that it, thing where it's like, I was into it, but I didn't really tell, I didn't really advertise it super heavily that I was into it. Right. But then right. Well, it's also like, junior high. So yeah. it's a little, you know, you don't know. Right. And then you start so, seeing Austin 316 and NWO Wolfpack shirts in the hallway. It's like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, guys, I've been loving this the whole time. I just never told you. <laughs> right. What's, what's happening here? Yeah. Right. But that's what's so funny because I think wrestling is so cyclical like that and, and all that it stuff. It is. But, um, but yeah, man, uh, toy collecting is such a is such an interesting game, you know, and uh, trying to find stuff. And uh, I don't know. It's it's fun, but it, it can be it can be exhausting, too. It, it really can be. And, you know, there's been a lot of challenges the past couple of years. I mean. I don't think it's a coincidence when Toys R Us went down, things got a lot more difficult yeah. for not probably not just wrestling. I mean, I don't collect a lot of different toy lines, but like I'm sure people that collect other toy lines also experience frustrations as well. But, but man, when you find that figure or when you find whatever it is you're looking for, it, it's hard to beat that feeling. It is. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's that it's, I think it's that, that rush. Cause I mean, you know, you probably remember this back in the nineties, man, like you didn't know, the next Hasbro no. wave, you just go to the store and all of a sudden there's new guys on the pegs. That's, that's a feeling. Oh, exactly. That, that was the, I will never forget the day that I first saw Bret Hart. I mean, I was like, what? Like, actually I didn't see him in a store. My buddy had him. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They make a Bret Hart. And then it was like mission one-on-one. I need to get Bret Hart. Right. Um, but yeah, because I mean, you found out by luckily seeing it in a store, or your buddy showed up at school with it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think that's what's so different nowadays is because now we kind of know what's going to hit for the most part. Every now and then you might get a surprise here and there, but for the most part, yeah. we know what's going to be out there. We're just hoping to find it. And in those days, man, you're walking into a Toys R Us or a KB Toys or Walmart or Kmart or wherever it is, Target even. It's right. I hope they have something I want. And then just seeing what they have. It's, it, it was, oh man, that was, those were such good times, especially when you found a wave that you didn't know about. Exactly. Do you, do you ever get the feeling when you're like walking through a target where you just, you just kind of have a hunch like it's going to be, you're going to find something like this is the day and you, you kind of have a little pep in your step and you're kind of walking a little fast. You may be cutting through the girl section yeah. like to get to the toys. <laughs> like You're like a man on the mission. Like if someone's watching you on camera, like, okay, this guy's obviously here for a specific reason. Well, and then you get there and you're like, oh, okay. And then you do the walk of shame. Yeah. Yeah. So like today, <laughs> actually I, I was, I was messaging you. I'm like, I'm about to do some toy spotting. I got my mask on. Here we go. <laughs> And, yeah, and like as soon as I walk in, there's like a big cluster of people all cleaning off their shopping carts. I'm like, we gotta move, people. <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah, come on. I got a feeling. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, it's like let's let's get out of the way here. We got serious shopping happening. You know, right? And but, and sometimes I try to play it cool. Like if I see like a mom, like you know, pushing her like you know son or daughter like in a stroller in the toy aisle, I'm like, all right, how do I get this girl to just move a little bit faster so she can get out of the way? Because I see the figure I need to get, yes. and I can't have her pick it up. Right? Yeah. And and that's always like one of those feelings of like, oh man, I hope. 
Because you always know. know, like I always have that feeling. There's that one guy that hit the pegs before I did. He found something, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I always felt that too. And then I met those guys, and now they now we help each other. So it's it's working out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Well, I think that that's a cool thing about the online community is being able to help one another out, or at least let someone know, like, hey, man, I just checked this target. They don't have anything. You're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, yeah. At least you know, like, you don't have to waste your time on it. Exactly. Exactly. Because it is, you know, figure hunting is a very, it's an interesting, it's an interesting process because I feel like most of the time you kind of turn up with nothing, but when you do strike gold, that's a fun feeling. It is. And it's amazing, like, how I'll go out of my way to, like, certain stores. Like, I'll be at a Target and I, I don't find anything. You'd think I'd just be like, all right, I'm done. It's like, no, no, no I'm going to go to two other Targets. Yeah. Because you know, there's two of them, there's three of them in a, a 15 minute radius. Yeah. But I'll go out of my way just to walk through, to go to three stores to go to the exact same spot in every single store, look for nothing else. But it's it's like, wow, what am I doing? I, but I love it. Yeah. It, it is it is interesting. I think sometimes too, like you know, real life can be stressful at times. Like everyone's always dealing with something, whatever it might be. Right. And and I think that's to me like hitting the stores, seeing the toys. That's kind of a therapeutic thing, you know? It is. It is. It's, it's fun. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's it's like not an adrenaline rush, but like it's something it it gets the endorphins going is what I'm trying to say. And and especially if you find something that you were like, not sure if you would find. Oh, exactly. Like those days where I, like when I found the NECA Casey and, um, foot soldier two pack with the metal head, I mean, I was like giddy. I couldn't get out of the store fast enough. You know, it was like, get get me out of here. Let me tell Keith, Hey, I got one for you. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting thing. And I think that's, I think that's probably a big part of why, you know, even in our thirties or however old we are, like, that's when we're like, still, we're still into collecting. It's still a fun thing, you know? Exactly. It takes us back to a simpler time, getting a simpler thing, you know, like I'm a single man again. And, you know, you know, women ask me like, so what does it really do for you? And I really don't have an answer except for, you know, I enjoy it and it makes me happy. And yeah. a lot of, a lot of people don't get it, but those that do get it, they understand how much simple joy it can bring to your day. But, you know, and I don't want to go too far off topic here cause we're kind of wrapping up. Yeah. Time, but you know, there's, sure. guys, there's guys at my work that will go spend $1,500 at a casino. Yeah. And I'm like, so what's the difference? It really, exactly. And I mean, I'm not spending yeah. that much money, but like if I go spend 50 bucks on a Ninja Turtles two pack, what's the difference between blowing that or blowing it at a casino? Right. Right. Some get it. Some don't. It's just the way it's going to be, I guess. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm at a point now where, you know, cause there was always those periods of time, you know, like, like I'm sure, you know, like where you want to collect, but it's like, Oh, I don't want I don't want people to know I do this. You know, it's kind of like that oh, yeah. weird, like, ah, this is. This is a big oh, yeah. secret or something. I and mean, it really isn't, but it's just it's the way people perceive it, I guess. It is. I mean, with with my family, I come from a big family and with all my friends, I'm like the only person like except for the people I've met through Twitter that collect. Like no one of like my historical life, I'm I don't even know where to say, understands like why I do it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's so cool that like all of a sudden I get on Twitter and I meet people like you and other other people. And it's like, Oh my God, there's a ton of people that do this. Yes. There's a ton of people that are just like me who, who may have hit it themselves for a long time. Right. Well, you, you realize like, Oh, I'm not a, I'm not a, like a psycho after all, but I found like-minded people. <laughs> yeah. I found some more psychos. You guys are good people. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, dude, this has been a blast uh, getting to, getting to chat with you on here and stuff. And 
it's kind of crazy because, you know, I think we all live in that social media world where we only just DM or text. We don't actually like speak to each other. So this has been fun. Yeah, I've had a great time and I really appreciate you asking me uh, to talk with you. And it, it, yeah, you're right. It's been a blast. So and I, I can't believe it's taken us this long to actually like talk to each other. I know. Right. It's it's so crazy. Like I was I was going to go to the Fig Life uh, meetup this year in Tampa, which is uh-huh. the first time I was ever going to get to go to one. And right. To me, like, and I talked to like Travis Fowler because he was going to go as well. And I, I talked to him quite a bit. And I was like, man, to me, WrestleMania is like the dessert. The the actual main course is getting to meet everybody. Like, that's what I'm most looking forward to. Yep. I, I told Jeff the same thing. Like, if I go to a mania, I probably wouldn't even go to the show. Right. And I would be going just to meet people at the, the meetups and then going to like the autograph signings. And yeah. autograph signings would be second to the meeting people. We'll see. And I was sitting there thinking like, man, I'll get to podcast in person with Jeff and Scott. And, and, you know, and I had a kind of a list of people I wanted to record with. And I'm like, man, that's, that's, that's so cool because the likelihood of ever meeting them in person is very, very limited. So, right. Right. That was the, the, the fun part. And obviously that didn't happen. It was out of kind of everyone's control, but that's to me, like what's so cool about getting all these people in one community. Exactly. And I hope to, to meet you and other people like in the community sooner than later um it's tough because i don't really enjoy the the current product so i don't have like the interest of going to like the pay-per-views but one of these times when these meetups happen i mean i need to make sure i get there definitely yeah if only they could do some type of like you know closed circuit thing of like wrestlemania 7 right like that would be oh i would be right there and i bet you i'd be sitting next to steve at ppw podcast and that that would be the event for sure. Definitely, man. It would be that would be a blast. Well, dude, yeah. uh, plug some social media. Let people know where they can find you. Yeah. So um, I really just have a Twitter. Um, it's just radchad86. Um, my profile picture is me as a Hasbro figure in a Macho Man uh, outfit that Jason Wolf drew for me. So he's awesome. Um, he? Oh, he's the man. He's so, super nice, super humble, um, great guy. So that's another guy that I, I've never really spoken to, but I feel like I, I know really right. well. So, um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, radchat 86. I'm, I basically just kind of retweet, uh, things that I think are cool with like, you know, collecting and, and video games and wrestling and stuff like that. So, uh, give me a follow. I'll follow you back. Cool, man. Well, dude, this has been a blast. I'm sure we'll do it again down the road and got to keep each other kind of, you know, tabs on what, what we're finding and all that good stuff, man. Sounds good. I appreciate it again, Brian. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. All right, take care. And we're back. We're back. Big thank you to Rad Chad. Super cool guy. Thank you for being on the show, bro. And uh, hopefully we'll do it again down the road. But uh, Big Underscore Bang, we got a really fun guest coming up next week. Pro wrestling veteran. He was a trainer at NXT. He was actually a uh, coordinator on the show, the main event for Netflix. I'm talking about Ace Steel. Well, hell yeah. A lot of people know him as the trainer for CM Punk and Colt Cabana, but he's also been a journeyman wrestler for many, many years. And uh, he was nice enough to sit down and and chat with me for uh, for the podcast. So he'll be coming up the next two weeks. And he's never been on, so I think that'll be a fun guy to have on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got to dive into a little bit of chalk line talk before we wrap things up. Now, we haven't had, because of you know your schedule and my schedule, we haven't had a lot of time in between here. So not a lot of stuff has been posted about Chalkline. However, there, there's there been a couple of things. I know last week we talked about those new Power Ranger jackets. Uh, they also just recently released the new April O'Neil shorts, um, which kind of uh, go along with all the other uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gear. What do you think about those, man? Rocking uh, some April on your legs? 
Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. I'm, I, when I was a kid, I, I dreamed of having April O'Neil in my shorts. Absolutely. Um, there also been a restock of the uh, Simply Ravishing shorts, uh, which um, you know kind of looked like the old airbrush Rick Rude tights. Yep. Um, I think those are amazing, but probably not ones you'd wear at the gym. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But probably not. But pretty cool. Also, they show a teaser for the new uh, Garbage Pail Kids shorts, which, again, I've said it before. I don't know a lot about Garbage Pail Kids, but I dig these. I think they look cool. Yeah, they look. They're, I mean, they're not for me, but I mean, they do look good. Uh, we're gonna see some um, new Bret Hart shorts, kind of the black um, uh, with the pink on the trim, which will be fun. Some new SpongeBob popsicle shorts. Again, not a huge SpongeBob guy. I dig the fact that they're doing popsicle shorts. If they were Ninja Turtles, I'd be all over them. But sure. And I'm like, eh, some SpongeBob. I'm not sure about that. Uh, the restock of the Fiend Bray Wyatt shorts, which is fun. The Macho Madness uh, red and black shorts. Uh, how about this? The the official reveal of the Bebop and Rock Steady jacket. That's got to be all. You got to be all about that one. Yeah, I mean, it looks great for sure. That's a super. That that's still like two of my favorite villains of all time. Yes, love Bebop and Rock Steady. That's really about about all they've shown off this week. So some some cool stuff there. But you know, Chalkline's always got something up their sleeve. So. And pretty much how it's always been, as soon as we record, they announce something, like, ridiculous. or like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and we usually get, you know, about three to four notifications a day. Yeah. You know, saying they just dropped something new. and Something new has popped up or something new has been revealed or teased or whatever. Yeah. Um, so always always some good stuff there from Chalkline. So so give them a follow at Chalkline Official if you're not, so you can stay up to date on it. But uh, anyway, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, bro? That's it. Uh, of course, we got our plugs, man. I'm going to kind of go through these fairly quickly because we have so many plugs, man. We have so many podcasting buddies. It's hard to get through them all, man. Yeah. But first of all, Fully Posable, the wrestling figure podcast. Jeff and Scott, great dudes. Awesome show. Highly recommend it. Check them out. Give them a listen. Give them a follow. All that stuff. A lot of people are giving crap you know, to Jeff with one F, but dude, oh, Jeff's awesome. Like, I'm tired of people giving him crap. Yeah, you know, Just because he doesn't like Bill Venus. No, it's not that. It's the radical skedaddle. You know, I'm a little bit perturbed with him, you know, still. Perturbed? Perturbed, yeah. Uh, I've been doing a lot of episodes with Bill Benis, so just bear with me. Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear all about that soon. Yeah, he 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 said that my palates suck because I like radical skedaddle. Did he say my palates suck? No. He specifically mentioned me and GBM. That's like why I'm too, pissed but... off. That's why I'm pissed off. Don't ever lump me into a category with GBM. <laughs> <laughs> I want no part of Captain Ahab. <laughs> no, but my palates don't suck, pal. Your palates suck. You're the one over there that can't take flavor. You're over there with your with your chick, chicky nugs and your catsup. You know, I'm over here the having, having, having right real, real man food and real man drinks. Okay. Did you just say catsup? That's what, what they used to call it back in the day. I know. I know I'm aware, but damn, you yeah. know. But I'm busting out the oldies, man. You said something else that was kind of weird, too. I can't Chicky remember. Chicky nugs. That was it. Yeah. yeah. That was a weird one. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to go with that, man. You just threw it all out there. So take that, Jeff, with one F. I like how you did the classic insult of, like, my palates don't suck. Your palates suck. Yeah. <laughs> But then I followed it up with the explanation of why. Okay, that was that was better. Because you got a palate of a twelve-year-old child. 
with his, <laughs> with his chicky nuggies and, and ketchup. I think he's wearing with, hot dogs. With your, with your OJ. Oh, yeah, I bet he is. He likes eating hot dogs. Doesn't surprise me there, pal. Did you hear that story about he was eating <laughs> hot dogs under his bed when he was a kid? And, yeah. And they, they left hot. He, I guess they found hot dogs under there. Yeah, well, to be fair, I did the same thing, but with pizza crust. You have pizza crust under your bed? Not now. I mean, you did, though? <laughs> well, I mean, if I was too lazy to get up, I would just put the plate under the bed. That way it's just never to be seen again. Right. That way they, that way, my parents can't come in and be like, get up, take the plate to the kitchen. Mm. You know, I would eventually get it when I have to clean my room before I could go hang out with somebody. But How old were you then? Like 16? Yeah, usually 16 or 17. Gotcha. I'm just kidding. No, that was like <laughs> when I was like 12. <laughs> Oh, you guys eating under the bed. This is wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. I, I like those dudes. I don't think old Big Chuck likes them too much. He's yeah, always talking crap big, about them. Big Chuck can go have a big suck. <laughs> you almost got a spit take of gross watermelon water. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I like Wreck My Podcast. All those dudes are really cool over there. I saw that they they posted a teaser today for like Jaws 3D. Yes, I'm like okay. I, I think they're doing the whole uh, wreck my franchise with that one. If I believe. Oh, are they doing all of them? Yeah, it's like nice. all three of them in the same episode. Yeah, Ooh, that'll be fun. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. I definitely want to hear that one. Good stuff. So check out Wreck My Podcast, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric over there. Really fun dudes talking all fun things wrestling, which I dig. Keeping it positive. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry. I just listened to a few episodes of them the other day. So funny. I, oh yeah, those guys just crack me up. Man. Yeah, I, I absolutely love listening to their show. It's like a, it's a big highlight when because the way I do my podcast is I just lump everybody into this like not played yet playlist sure. and it goes through the oldest to the newest and like I love when there's pop pops up. There's usually pops up like right after or right before uh, the the office ladies. Nice. <laughs> and it's just always always get excited. When I hear that, reach for the sky, boy. Oh, yeah. That's always, it's like, hell yeah. Yeah, or the uh, how dare you. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites. Doing the favor. Do yourself a favor. It's hilarious. Check it out. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds dropping a new show every single day. Like, it's he crazy. He's doing his uh, trivia live shows. I don't know if he's back uh, doing uh, live trivia yet, like in, in bars. I'm not sure. It's California. I know they're a little bit different than we are here. Sure. Um, so I'd heard they kind of opened, but then shut back down. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. But support him any way you can. He's a great dude. Really funny podcaster and trivia host. Uh, Lead Eight Showdown. Yes. Big Chuck and mm-hmm. uh, Tim over there doing mm-hmm. uh, tournaments on anything and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I always thought Charlie Shaw was a good guy until they gave him a microphone. I'm like, this guy's a Kind of a dickhead. Yeah, he really <laughs> exposed himself to be just a huge sack of shit. And uh, he's always just calling us out on crap. I'm like, hey, 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 shut up. Hey, shut up. Sh- shut up over there. Yeah, just shut your face. Shut your face. Yeah. I mean, like, he, he called me out uh, on Instagram because they did hot dog toppings. And I'm like, it's ketchup and cheese. Boom. Done. Yeah. And he's all like, that's not even on the, on the list. Yeah. And I'm like. Well, you, you suck. Yeah, the fact that cheese isn't on the the top eight is astounding. That is super astounding. It right? really it really makes me question the integrity of their tournament decisions. Now, speaking of food, 
good buddy Travis Fowler, you saw yeah. this. He made him some chocolate gravy. He made him some chocolate gravy. He you definitely know, didn't make him no mole. I was about to say, it's like he didn't make no mole, whatever the hell that I'll, crap is. I'll give Charlie this, though. The key components, and when you break it down, it is very similar to chocolate sauce. Yeah. But it's different measurements. And which. You know what a measuring cup is over there? You have that in your as, kitchen, Big Chuck? As, as a chef, <laughs> you would think he would know the difference between, you know, a half cup of flour and like a cup and a half of flour. Uh, again, maybe he doesn't have a measuring cup. We know, I've maybe, never eaten Charlie Shaw's maybe, cooking. Maybe he just used the palm of his hand like, that, that looks good. Yeah, that's a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> God, like, I've never eaten his cooking. I really wish everybody could have seen what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always kind of, uh, I always think of like Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. When like everything's all like, he's like, it's going to blow. It's going to yeah. blow. <laughs> 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 or like when he, he he pinches like I, I don't I was like the caprica or something whatever and then like um paprika whatever that the li- yeah, yeah paprika. and the lid comes off yeah. and he's scraping the meat and it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> just it looks so awful that's exactly how Charlie Shaw's cooking is I, I guarantee it bet it is because like you know he's not paying attention because he's, he's doing Instagram stories right well and he's cooking at a school yeah. school food has always sucked. <laughs> <laughs> So it's by law your food has to suck, pal. Yeah. Uh, I, I fuck. Have we buried him enough? We need to do a little bit more. You're just a sack of shit. <laughs> nah, he's he's, he's an alright. Oh uh, yeah, he's a great dude. He's a good dude. We, you only really make fun of your friends, right? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Charlie Shaw. And Jeff. Go <laughs> check out Elite Eight Showdown. It is literally. My favorite weird podcast, I think, because like yeah. if, if someone were to ask me like, hey, what is this about? I'm like, it's a tournament of weird shit, basically. I mean, I don't know. It's like, And it's new every single week. It's like something totally different every totally week. Totally different. And, like, and not tournaments that you would nef- never really like put together. Right. Like you were talking about the hot dog toppings. That's probably been the most normal one that they've had. It's it's bizarre. It's crazy. It's insane. But it's fun. You'll love it. Yeah, it's definitely. It's it's To me, it's a good break, especially when we're in like this scary time. Yes. You need like this crazy, weird, goofy shit that yeah. makes you just kind of chuckle. Yeah. Lead Eight Showdown's got you covered. Check Absolutely. it out. Absolutely. Uh, Ringside Rant with RJ. RJ's actually uh, coming up on a future episode of Power Hour. Super cool guy. Hell yeah. Um, he's always got a new guest. I highly recommend Ringside Rant. He's just he's an awesome guy. So it's pretty cool stuff. Check it out. Ringside Rant. Uh, the Leisure and Lariat's podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. ROW's running some shows. They're doing like drive-in shows. I kind of dig that idea. In, you know, I think, again, it's... I've told myself like I don't want to talk about the pandemic. It's hard not to because everyone's affected it's, by it. It's literally life right now. Right. And, and so everyone's trying to find a way to do wrestling during this climate. I know in Missouri at a WLW show, they did it where everyone was at a table. Mm-hmm. And you, you could buy tickets to a table. So if you're in the same party, you can sit together. But everyone else is away from you. And I'm like... Right. I mean that this sounds like Bane to me. Like you know what I mean? Like you would this way is, rather have that than This is my society, right? Than, here, yeah, yeah, than bleachers. So but again, you were talking about being at a volleyball game. Like you don't walk up on the bleachers and and if even if there's not a pandemic, you don't sit right next to somebody. You, you shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, but I'm sure people but do. you you've I'm sure you've met some of the people that attend the uh have kids that attend the school that I do. I I have. And uh they're not not exactly the sanest people in the world. That they are not. That they are not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, 
Leisure and Lariat's podcast is good. Check that out. And hopefully more wrestling shows are able to kind of get on track. Soon. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Boots to the Face. Yes. Check those guys out. Great show over Good there. Good dudes. Yeah, super cool guys. And, uh, you know, I've always kind of... I feel bad that I didn't have them on this, like, little you know, running credits we have. But I just... Yeah. Sometimes you miss people. I'm sure there's someone else that I miss. That's why I have to write, write it down. I will forget. Right. Uh, Jason Wolf, Give him a follow. And uh, check out his new website, DoyleDraws.com. Dude, how about that new Hasbro Ween shirt? I knew you'd be all about that. Oh, man. I actually tried to buy it immediately. But for some reason, I don't know if it was the link that he gave me or the link that was on his thing, but I couldn't check out on the Teespring store for some reason. Public, Yeah, or Public, yeah. Um, and it was just it like I tried doing Apple Pay. I tried doing PayPal. It wouldn't let me uh, – wouldn't let me – or, or – Complete the transaction. So I'm going to try again when I get home on my computer and see if that helps. Because Yeah, I want to get them one of those too. And especially right now because they're cheaper when they first are released. Right. And you can also get it as a mask. I thought about that. Which yeah. is kind of fun. Like I keep thinking like, oh, we won't need masks eventually. I don't know. Who the hell knows? You know what's funny about masks though? I have a Dunder Mifflin mask, right? I have gotten more compliments on that mask from Hot Babes. Girls like The Office. I'm trying to get that that term back. I don't think it's going to happen. Babes. <laughs> Hot babes. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I, I've gotten more compliments on that mask from women than any other mask. That and the Ninja Turtles mask that I have. Right. I, I have a... Uh, women, women think that Ninja Turtles mask is cute. Cute. They say, I have a they say that mask. mask is cute. I have a Joker mask I've been wearing. Do you? And it's like just a picture of him. People are like, ooh, nice mask. Yeah. Where'd you get it? And I'm like... None of your business. Your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. We are tired and going off the deep end. We got we to gotta get through our post-roll credits here. <laughs> Holy hell. But uh, DoyleDraws.com. Check out his website. You can buy sketch cards. You can buy posters. Links to his uh, t-shirt stores, which he's got some great stuff. Support those shirts because I think the more people buy, the more he'll make. And yeah. The dude can make some cool shirts. Yeah, he can. So I want I want to see some more original designs. So check out his site right now. I want to see more Halloween designs. Dude, that that is a cool idea. And I would have never thought that. I was like, that's super fun because you can tell which the Hasbro figures they are. Right. But they're Halloween style. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. I dig it. Uh, wrestling comic books, Grapple Hold and To Be The Man. You can get those on Amazon. You can also get To Be The Man on Comixology. Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling, the video game from Pack and Sag Dave. The link is in the show notes. Just shoot him a message. Let him know you want it. And you can play as me, Bane, Eric Barker, Charlie Shaw, Travis Fowler, and Soda Hunter. Yes. Super fun stuff. And it works on a regular NES. Yeah. All of Bane's music. Stream it. All that good stuff. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your music. And uh, new music is hopefully on the way sometime soon. Yeah. You know, I've gotten a couple streams uh, in Germany last week. I, I saw something about that. I, That's uh, pretty cool. I, uh, oh, that was that was for Bill Benis. Oh, this yeah, is for okay, the music. Anyway. This is for the music. I got a couple Could streams in Could you Germany. be the next David Hasselhoff? I, I don't think so. I think they were accidental. <laughs> but I love when I get those accidental plays. I think it's awesome. That's great so stuff. Th- thanks to whoever that was in Germany. Thanks to the Germans. Yeah. I love it. Uh, back to the Nintendo. Just dropped a new episode uh, this week on Toxic Crusaders. Oh, yeah. Which is a fun one. I think a lot of people enjoy that. And then, of course, uh, I don't know if there's a release date yet, but no holds barred with Bill Benis. Yeah. I know you're in studio. Yeah. Which is why you're stressed out. It's the end of the month. I mean, you'll you'll see the episodes drop. Uh, some stuff goes down, Breaker. Oh, boy. Some stuff goes down. And uh, it's a... Uh, 
It's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for that, man. Yeah. But, you know. <sighs> it's going to be something, huh? Damn Bill Venus. Yep. <sighs> Patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Um, you can be um, part of our Patreon group. You get the energy shot every Wednesday mm-hmm. um, as mm-hmm. a part of that. And also one or possibly two gifts a year. Yes. In fact, everyone just got their summer gifts. And all the 5 and $3 patrons will be getting a... Uh, uh, the five dollar gift, or they'll get the uh, end of the year gift around December, right? Is that right? Yeah, it's usually around Christmas. Is around when Christmas I, I try to have it out by before Christmas. That way, it's kind of like a Christmas present from Old Breaker and Bane. Exactly. Last year, everybody got a personalized mug. Yep. Which was fun. Um, super, super cool looking logo, kind of a different logo, and had their yeah. name on it. Yeah, so. I made like a specific logo. I never posted it anywhere because I wanted it to be strictly for them, and it was just like a little. Kind of like if Breaker and Bane had a had a coffee shop, what would that logo look like? And Bingo. So that's what it was. There you go. So check that out. Average Panda and Outsiders Beard Co. Yeah, short and sweet. Average Panda, if you're looking to go to the gym, get you some gym gear that's not I'm a uh, gym rat type stuff. Um, great, great T-shirts, tanks, shorts, whatever you need over there. Outsidersbeardco.com. It's got your beard product needs. I know most everybody's needing to wear masks, but if you get those Zoom calls, there it is. Bingo. And all, all of our t-shirts are available at uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, and also whatamaneuver.net. We have the Breaker Mains Power Hour store with our G.I. Joe design, which, in fact, Wada Maneuver just put out a, a tweet not long ago of Jason Wolf wearing his shirt. Yeah. Which he designed it. That's How cool is that? Right. And then, uh, of course, Big Underscore Bane's got a couple of designs on there on his own personal store. I sure do. So get the Bane's World and the Mr. Wonderful Wonderful shirt from uh, yes. that, that Bane's World album. Yes. So very cool stuff. Check all that out. Anything else you want to add, man? Last thing, just make sure you guys rate and review. Give us those five star skis. Yeah. If you haven't given us rating... Like, you got to ask yourself, like, why not? If you haven't given us ratings and reviews that are five stars, guess what I'm going to go do? I'm going to fly to New York, and I'm going to kick Charlie Shaw in the nuts. <laughs> and then I'm going to go kick Tim France in the nuts. And then I'm going to give old Golden Girls era Betty White a big old kiss in Never call her again. Iron Man cosplay gear. In Iron Man cosplay gear. Yes. Give her a big old kiss and never call her again. Now, a lot of people are probably like, what in the hell are you talking about? This is Elite Eight Showdown. Yeah. That's how wild that show is. Yeah. And I'm going to go do it. He'll do it. So you better give us those five-star reviews. And actually, you ought to give them a five-star review, too, while you're there. Because once they get to 55 stars, Charlie has to tell a really embarrassing story. And I really want to hear it. So it's not, it's not even just an embarrassing story. He's doing a doing a tournament of like his eight most embarrassing. Oh yeah, that's right. So please give us a five star review and then go to give him one. If you're not going to listen to his show, at least let me have that great experience of absolutely hearing him embarrass himself. Yeah, like you can do a five star review and just write one word if you right. want to. Just just poop. Yeah, just or just write big Chuck sucks. There you go. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, he actually kind of previewed one of them in one of the episodes I listened to where he went to kiss a girl and their teeth hit each other. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'm like, and that that can't be the worst because he wouldn't have said it. Right. So there's got there's got to be worse. Right. Maybe we should do some type of thing. Like if we get um, 55 star reviews, we'll we'll tell something that's funny. I don't know. What, what should that be? 
Um, I don't know. Or how about this? How about you know early on in in the uh, in in a breaker and Bane, I gave away a chop for free. Oh, does how Bane about, get another chop? How about we earn that that chop? Do you want to see Bane get chopped? This by me, by the way. Or, and I think it should, it should about, be a video. How about I drag Bill Benus's ass over here and you chop Bill Benus? I love it. At fifty-five star reviews, make it happen. Bill Benus gets chopped. Yep. Please. Outside of the ring, so it's not an official match. Not an official match. He's not even going to know it's going to happen. Yeah. He. Please don't make him aware. Won't let him know. Just, It'll be a surprise to him. He doesn't know where I live yet. We'll just say this is Umberto's yep. Tacos. Yep. Yep. So, what do you guys think? This could be the greatest thing ever. I think Please so. make my dreams come true. Yeah. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. That's it. It's not that much, right? Nope. Not, not that very much. much. I want to chop Bill Venus. Yeah. So, thank you guys. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Dumb pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.